All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Stories and Songs podcast. Welcome back. I'm Tim Ash. I'm your host, of course. And today we have the one and only Kenna Elpers in the studio with us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Welcome aboard, sister. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, Kenna is a hometown native like me. We're both from Evansville. Mm -hmm. She's a Posey County girl. Yeah. I am a West Sider. I was I was transplanted to the West Side actually by my wife. I'm I'm a big fan of the West Side, so you're I, good. I didn't know there were sides until I met my <laughs> wife and then I was I was educated and then I saw the bowl at rights and was like, Yep, that's where my boys will play football. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So we now live in Newburgh, which is really like complete opposite. Taboo. Yeah. You know? But Kenna is an up and coming name in the country music scene. Yeah. Her uplifting energy, unified stage presence, and unforgettable talent has given her the chance to share her music to thousands of people and millions before we're done. Yeah, that's definitely. my goal. I'm, I'm the same way. Kenna has played at Bush Stadium, and you won a contest there, right? I did, yes. I won a Battle of the Bands competition back in the summer. Yeah. It was awesome. And the historical Bluebird Cafe you've played there. I have. Yeah. It was so cool. It was such a different experience. Like, it was... Everybody was so kind and considerate, and they wanted to hear your song. Like, they wanted to hear you play specifically, mm-hmm. what you had to write, what you had to say. You've gotten the chance to play alongside many of your idols already. I have, yes. That's cool. So, Craig Campbell. Yes. Jameis and Rogers mm-hmm. and Maddie and Tay. Yes. Yeah. So, since you've left southern Indiana and Evansville, mm-hmm. you're down in the the amazing nashville tennessee yes i always tell my wife every time we pull into nashville i feel like i'm coming home right i tell people i try to i tell people that all the time before i moved there specifically whenever i would cross that line and you would just enter the city yeah and it's you just, see the you, batman building yes oh, so beautiful especially at night but whenever like drive in i i literally i would tell m- mom and dad all the time if we'd all be in the car i'd be like it's something about the air <laughs> it's just like it just motivates like it motivates you a little bit because yeah. you enter music city as a musician and you're just like all right let's yep. get to work yeah i like to give you some rapid fire questions cool. to answer just to kind of get you Ready and warmed Test up. My skills. So we'll get those going. Okay. All right, right off the bat. Sweet or salty? Ooh, salty. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. I see the answer there Coke. in the bottle you're drinking. Definitely. Yeah. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee? Yes. As much of it as you can get in the mornings? Usually? Yes, in the morning specifically. After a certain point, though, I'm a tea girl, but it's like night. Of course, I'm going to drink tea, but like mm-hmm. in the morning, it's got to be coffee. Gotcha. I got to wake up. Nice. <laughs> okay, um, this one might be a little dated. If mm-hmm. it's not relevant, we'll take it out. Van Halen or Van Hagar? Van Halen. Yeah. That was quick. Van Halen. Okay. <laughs> Hot weather or cold weather? Hot. Me too. You can always cool down, but I feel like when I'm cold, I can never warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last one, are you mm-hmm. a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of girl? Oh, glass half full. Yeah. Yeah, got to be. You gotta be for what we do That's as right. musicians. Yeah, if you don't, you're not gonna. Make yeah, it if you long. look at a glass half empty, there's no point to it. That's you can right. always fill it back up. I was That's like, right. put some more in it. Put some more in it. Yeah. You are taking classes at what college? Middle Tennessee State University. Okay. It's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah, and you're taking um, music business. Yes, I'm majoring in music business and I'm minoring in marketing. Okay. Yeah, but I kind of get a broad range of the recording industry within my major. 
Oh, sure. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think that's a good idea, you mm-hmm. know, because in this day and age, you got to be able to make sure you got some extra bullets in your gun. Oh, definitely. And know, and, and you're going to be smart to know, like, who is trying to bamboozle you. Because mm-hmm. you'll be like, no, that's not how that works. I go to school for this. I already know what I'm doing. So just move on. Yeah. As I've, even in the past couple of years, like learning certain things through school, somebody will say something and, and I just kind of like, I just like look at them like, wait, I talked about this last week. That is not, that's not right, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll show you, you know? And I think another thing though, the music business is constantly changing. So if I just really want that foundation line of like you know i want the foundation of the music business because it's constantly growing it's constantly changing and that stuff i'm gonna have to learn for myself i think as time goes yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah because like we talked about before um when i started out it was it was it cost three dollars to hop up on the Mm. stage with somebody on on broadway and sing a song and the first time i got up there i paid my three bucks and sang a song i get it it was I wish I would have found some more foundations as far as like the, the business side mm-hmm. of things. So I could understand a little better that navigation. Cause I ran into some people that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sharks in the water. There are a lot of sharks. And if you swim with the sharks, you're going to get a bite. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If you had not become a musician, what would you want to do in life? I think I still would be in the, in music. Like I really do. I think it, maybe not a musician necessarily, but I've always loved listening to music. I've always loved, um, watching live music. I've always loved creating art, like creating content, creating art, whatever that may be. So I remember whenever I was younger, before I knew that being an entertainer, being a musician was an option, I wanted to promote other artists. Like I always wanted to do something within the business side. Hmm. When I was younger, so I, I think that that would pro- I'd probably still be doing something with music. I, I like to th- I like to believe that. Awesome. Yeah. And that's good since you're taking the business courses, mm-hmm. so you can do that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, so many people are like, "There's no plan B. This is what I'm doing." Yeah. And if this doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, you know, a dream without a plan is just an idea. Yeah. So you got to have a plan because you're just dreaming and nothing's going to happen. Somebody once told me that the first year in Nashville is going to kind of, they're like, you'll, you'll see in your first year in Nashville if you truly want to stay or not. Yeah. And I remember last, throughout the summer and things, there were like a couple moments where I was just like, whoa, like this is a lot to handle. This is a lot to take in. But I reminded myself of why I was doing it and why I wanted to do it. And I remembered that although I have a plan B, sometimes you got to stick with plan A just a little bit longer. And I think that definitely changed my perspective. Now I'm loving every second of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is it about music that makes you passionate? What? And, and that's a broad question. Mm-hmm. But if you could say when you get on that stage, what is that click for you that makes you go, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. The ability con- to connect with an audience, like to connect with the people. Um, you know, like s- songwriting is storytelling and music was created t- for people to not only express themselves, but to also f- let others feel what the, the feelings. Every every song has some form of emotion behind it. It has this like raw idea and um, emotion that we get to convey to people everywhere and I think every time I go on a stage no matter how many people are in the audience there's always I always shoot to get at least one person to hear the song I think that that is what keeps me going really is seeing the way people respond to music and seeing the way that people's face light up and the way I I feel 
I mean, my fire just lights when somebody tells me that some some a song I sang or a song of my own has connected with them on a raw level. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that really just keeps me passionate, keeps me fiery. Yeah, for me, it's it's when you're up on the stage and you're singing a song and you see that, even if it's just one person, everybody's kind of rocking out doing their mm-hmm. thing, but you find one person that's like, oh you know, yeah, or they're like has it. made contact with you if it's like at a ballad mm-hmm. or something, and they're like, dude, you're crushing my soul right now. I'm like, I know I'm crushing my own soul right now, but that's the connection, right? Yeah, that connection and that emotion. And it's it's crazy because I always, I always tell people, like, songwriting and creating music for myself has given me an opportunity to tell my story in a way that others can relate and others can listen and others can then pursue to pr- continue to tell theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an ongoing cycle, in my opinion. So my favorite – I think one of my favorite moments that I ever had was whenever I was singing – and it was at like just a local, like it was a local show. Um, it actually might have been out of town, but I know it was like just a local dive mm-hmm. place. It wasn't going to be anything crazy, but I, I pulled out an original song and I was sitting there and the whole place went quiet. And normally it's like you want, I love a rowdy crowd, but when they went silent, my whole body just was like, oh, did, my, did I do something wrong at first? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around and they're just listening. And when you see people listen, it just creates this passion of like, wow, they're connecting right now. They're listening. Because of something you created. Yes, exactly. It's, yeah. it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. It is. How many songs have you written to date? So, hmm, that's a good question. Maybe that count. That, because I have a thousand that don't count. Okay, that count. So songs that I have, like, I have, so I have two separate areas. You know, I've got the songs that I've just written to write. And then I have the songs that I have in a separate file that are just, like, ones that I either would, I would release or I've co-wrote with people and things like that. Mm-hmm. About a year, year and a half ago, I decided that I wanted to start writing a song a day. And out of a, about a, a song a day, take out about half of that. So I was, I'm going to go with probably five to 600 songs okay. that are just like songs that I've either co-written, songs that I believe I love and I have promise in, and songs that weren't just me writing random thoughts on a page. Sure. So that's what I'd say, probably 500 well, for an eight, a 19-year-old, that's very impressive. Thank you. I mean, I've been writing since I was 13, I think. So it's been a while. But, you know, just trying to. Trying to write more. I just love to write. It's like therapy Yeah. on a page. Do you have one that you would pick out of all those that you would say is your best? See, I think it always changes because I, I what happens is I'll, I'll write a song and I'll love it. And I'll, I'll record it, I'll release it, and in six months, I'll write something else. I'll be like, mm, just keeps getting, like, I, I keep growing. It's I think the evolution. It's the evolution of the songwriting process. But I think, you know, there's there's a couple that I am, I am just proud of, not necessarily um, for the skill of the songwriting, but for the message that it conveyed. Like, certain things yeah. that I never thought I could talk about and write about, I did. Um, but I think right now I can't say I have a favorite. All right, big question. Mm-hmm. If you could collaborate with one person in the industry, alive or dead, okay, who would it be? Okay, so I think songwriting, it would have to be Dolly Parton. All right, and it, it, that's such like I feel like a standard answer, but her songwriting and the songs that she has created are so they're such storytelling songs and that's oh, the yeah. stuff I love to write. I would just want to pick her brain. I'd probably pick her brain that whole collab, right? But i that's one person I would want to songwrite with. But one person I would want to sing with, without a doubt, is Chris Stapleton. 
I his vocals are ridiculous. Yeah. They are so good. And every time I hear him, I'm like, man, if you just give me 30 minutes of your time, we could sing a really good song <laughs> together. Like, <laughs> just 30 minutes. Chris. I don't even have to sing. I can just sway in the background. Just give me 30 minutes. <laughs> but those are probably the two, just because singing wise, definitely Chris Stapleton, writing wise, Dolly Parton. I want to pick her brain. Do you have any songs that you just love that you would like be embarrassed if people knew? Like, that song that you crank up in the car when you're by yourself and sing when nobody's around, <laughs> if it comes on the radio? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Um, first high school musical soundtrack. That is my all time go to road trip. That's your jam. Album. That's my jam. Is that Zach Efron. Zach and- Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. And he wasn't even the one singing on it. Mm-hmm. But I love it. And then um the other one is um uh da, 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 da. now I'm blanking on the name. I'm gonna lose my grip. Oh, it's the oh it's the he sings Shaggy. There we go. Yeah. I love that song. If you if you pulled up in a car next to me and you see me just going, it wasn't me, and I'm uh-huh. I'm shaking my head, you probably think I was having something. Yeah, I don't know. I have a I have a random playlist that like if my friends hear me rap to it or sing to it, they're like, You can't like they're looking at me, they're like, You can't rap. Don't try. And I'm like, yes, I can. Like, I'm I'm breaking it down, y'all. This is my time. But right, no, Shaggy's, that's an iconic song. Nice. What got you into music? Like, what was the light bulb moment that made you go, this is what I'm going to do? Um, whenever I was younger, I always loved to sing. You know, I, I loved doing that. And I would always tell people, I'm going to be a country music singer. But when you're young like that, you don't realize that, oh, you might actually. And, um... I had, there would be times where, like, I'd look at, I'd make my parents sit down and I'd put on concerts for them, and, and they would politely be like, oh, honey, you're doing so good, and I'd be like, I'm going to be a country music singer, and they'd be like, yeah, you will, mm-hmm. you know? Not, Keep singing. Yeah, and so um, whenever I hit 11 years old, um, I believe I was 11, yeah, in 2013, my grandfather, he had, he, he passed away, but before he passed away, he, I had sang the anthem at a baseball game, like a little kid's baseball and um, he, my mom went over to see him, and he was like, I think we should get Kenna into some music, like some music, less vocal lessons, something, I want to do something, and then he ended up passing away a couple weeks later, and not but two months after that a lady had called me and asked if she could give me vocal lessons just out of the blue she was like I can't do much but I'm gonna I would like to just kind of teach you some of the basics and then from there I started doing talent shows like little mom and pop things Mm -hmm. um and then I got my first gig whenever I was 13 and when I saw the way people were just like enjoying it and having a good time something just clicked in me and I was like yep this is it this is what I'm meant to do and I think it was just kind of that validation like when whenever it was crazy how you know my grandfather literally two weeks before it said she needs to do something and then out of nowhere I get a call like I am meant to do this and all through high school you know there were moments where uh, there's everybody has those moments where it's like oh I just don't know if like this is for me if this is what I'm supposed to do but something always came back around to prove to me that it was Mm -hmm. and so I think it's just always been there that passion's always been there but i think just one day it was just ignited i woke up and i was like all right let's get to work nice and if you had one artist Uh that is your biggest influence or someone who influences you who would it be this is the best way to explain if you could throw jody messina and janice joplin into a pot and mix them together that's that influence that i carried that nice yeah which is is such a random yeah 
thought, a but I. Soup. That's just a random soup, but it's <laughs> such a random soup, but it's so true. Jody Messina. I think that, yeah, that's the strangest. I guess, like, I've just always pulled from different females, and I look up to all females of country music because it's like empowering women. Women are like, they're a force to be reckoned with in the country music scene right now. And, Heck like, yeah. there are some very talented women that I know that are in the, like, either at the same level or above or even, like, whatever in, in our realm, in our genre that just kick. Mm-hmm. the behind they are so talented and it's like those are the people that i think i look up to the most but as far as influence on my style specifically i i love jody messina's country twang and flair mm-hmm. um but i love janice joplin's edge and just like i best say like that grr just angry kind of like vibe. gritty country gritty yeah yeah what do you consider your biggest accomplishment to date it probably have to be. I was playing at. I was opening for Craig Campbell in Lexington, Kentucky, and mind you, I'm. A lot of my music, yes, it is known by wealth people, but it's still kind of expanding. It's still kind of spreading out. Now, this time in my life, I did not know that people knew my song outside of the realm, like outside of the standard places that I've played. Sure, the tri-state um, area. Yeah, like the simple area, and even like in Nashville. But I. You know, I had, had put out my song, I Hate the Rain, and um, last January, and when I played there in March, I was on stage opening up, and I was doing an acoustic opening, like mm-hmm. a 20-minute slot type deal. And I was on the stage, and I was singing the chorus of the song, and I was like, man, they've got, like, this has got some echo in this place, and not thinking. And out of nowhere, I was like, are they singing my song? And I, 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 I was like, all right. Like, I just stopped singing, and everybody was singing it back to me. And it was like, you guys know this? Like, I like, when the song ended, I literally looked at everybody and said, y'all know this song? And there were girls in the front, and they were like, that's you? Like, that's you singing? I was like, that's me, you know? And I think that's just one of those accomplishments where I was like, people know my music. They want to know my music. They've yeah. listened enough to memorize the song. Like, that – that's probably my biggest accomplishment so far. What's what's next for Kenna Elpers? What does 2023 hold for you? Hmm. The unthinkable. No, 2023. <laughs> I think really, you know, I've got goals. I've got a list of goals in a notebook sitting at home and things that I can do to accomplish that. You know, I really want this summer to, I want to put out more music for everybody to hear. And I'm working on that right now. I really want to kind of expand my horizons as far as um miles of which i'm traveling to play and things but i think also it's just this i can feel this is going to be a year of just a lot of growth within myself as an artist creatively this is the year that i'm going i i really hope to up my game creatively and really start mastering my craft of the music that i want to write i want to create and the music that i want to put out for people so that's that's what i think people can expect is just a lot more fresh new sounding music so is that a reality you hit when you got to nashville that you're like all right so in evansville i'm pretty good and i can hold my own and then you get to nashville (laughs) and go oh i kind of suck and i need to work on everything oh i was having i had a talk with a buddy of mine recently because like here you know you're a big fish little pond um which is not a bad thing whatsoever. It's actually really cool. In Nashville, which I knew, I knew from the get-go, I was like, I'm going to get there. It's going to be a whole new world. Like, it's going to be different. Um, I don't think I was 
as ready for how different it was you know people whenever i'd come home they're like so how's nashville and you look at them you're like it's great but deep down like i was scared like i you get kind of scared you know I'm, i was 18 when i moved down there so a year ago whatever 18 and i'm moving down here to a new city i know three people max yeah. there that i'm like that i'm comfortable with that i'm trustful with like things like that and you're you're going in and you realize that there are if you're not going to do it there are thousands of others that are waiting for where you're at. So I had to get that in my head. Um, And I think that once I had that mindset, it it completely shifted. But I told somebody after they said, you know, you're big fish, little pun. I'm like, there, I'm a little fish in the Pacific Ocean. In the the Pacific Ocean. I'm sitting there full throttle, just, if you're not going to be willing to work, you got to, somebody else is. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's not, and it's not even as like a competition thing because we're all there to do the same thing and support each other. Um, but that shows that there are – you have to have drive. Like, you have to per- persevere and push so hard because those people that are singing on that corner might as well take your spot in the next two weeks if you mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I say if you had some advice that you could give to younger people just mm. starting out, what would that be? Yeah. But what I want to ask you is – and I don't – I think I already know the answer. What's some advice that you've been given – at the beginning of this journey that you're on that has helped you so far? I have been given some great advice. I think, um, you know, I think everybody's kind of told me something around, around the same line as um, stay true to like who you are as a person and as an artist and work the hardest you can and, and you will be rewarded for that. And I was actually the stay true to, I was actually told that by Andrea Worth from the Honey Vines. Um, nice. she she told me she's like, just just be you. She's like, because you if you stick to who you are, you're gonna you're gonna thrive. And and I think um being reminded that it's okay to to not have to be perfect, to not have to be standing there and completely conveying somebody totally different it's it's so I guess it's just thrilling to know that I'm able to be myself and if somebody if somebody does not like that side of my music they don't have to they don't have to you know listen to it but it's just it's so exciting to know that this is a career path and a choice that I can make to be who I want to be and so hearing her say those words like it's okay to be you Mm -hmm. like it's okay to be as long as you're confident be confident in who you are and and I think that was some advice that I got that just kind of like I'm reminded of every single day in that sense and not only and not only has she said that you know people my family has told me that you know my mom has told me that yeah. like so many people they've just been like be who you are because who you are is great yeah and and if somebody can't see that then they're not worth worrying that's very worrying. good and that's what that's the advice i would give you so i tried out for american idol like a couple of years ago or whatever and um whenever i was in front of the judges and whatnot they were saying i was lionel richie he was saying the same thing that andrew worth did that my mama did was just be who you are and he also kind of made the words like be who you are people are there's gonna be some people that don't don't like you for it there are gonna be some people that do not care that that's who you choose to be and he said but instead of worrying about it and trying to change yourself keep going because if you keep looking at the screaming at the past getting angry about it you're not gonna be able to get to your future you're gonna be so worried about what other people think of you so i think that that's just something everybody should think about in in a sense just be who you are don't try to fake it don't try to be anybody anybody else just be the first kenny elpers yes exactly that's why so 
I'm very honored to have you on today and very excited that you wanted to come because I think that you are ahead of the game of most people your age and even a little bit older than you because you do grasp those concepts and you hold you're you've grabbed a hold of that stuff early thank you and it's good to hear you say that because I wondered some of that as I've watched your journey over the last mm -hmm. couple of years on social media I'm like it's good to see that mom and dad have given you some grit oh they've that's, told yeah that's they definitely really, have that's really I'm important. thankful for that though you know when I was like younger I'd always get like I'd be like Ugh. They keep saying, be humble. I'm like, I'm humble. Like, I was like, what do you mean? And then now I'm like, oh, be humble. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, there's going to be people that ain't humble. You got to be humble. That's right. And it's all kind of clicking now. <laughs> so, yeah, Kenny, it's been awesome to have Thank you on Thank you so today. much for having me. Anytime. Yep. So when you become a big star, and hopefully we write <laughs> some songs together to get We're you We're going to write some songs together. Uh, you have to come back. I, I would love to come back. You should at least make this a yearly thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> Awesome. All right, well, well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm so glad you came on. It's an honor to have you today. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This has been the Stories and Songs podcast. I'm Tim Asher, host, and I'll see you in the